All right, welcome back, everybody. My name's Paul Torres. I'm Taylor Edmondson. And I'm Hunter Garza. Making his first appearance on Panhandle Fight Talk. Let's go. And we just finished UFC 380. 280. And this is bullshit. Dude. This is bullshit. Dude. Even though my boy won, dude, this is bullshit. Who won? Who's your boy? Sugar Sugar Dog. Oh, the Sugar Show. Oh, okay, so that fight. Sugar Sugar. We start there. Come on. Yeah, we're starting. We're starting oh, with that fight. Honey, oh, honey, honey. He didn't win that fight. He won that fight. He did not look win it up. It. He didn't win that. Look fight. it up. Yeah. If he you look didn't. it up, it literally go. says win or winner. He could not believe he won. Like he a hundred percent. He got up to the DC. Got up to him and was like, uh, "What did you think?" And he didn't want to say, "I didn't think I won that fight on on pay per view." So he didn't say anything. He didn't win. He knows he didn't win. He did win. He won. Winner definitely won. I okay. Winner so this, is next to his name. My conflict was after when, when that fight was over. I was so ready to admit that Sugar Sean deserved to be in the top ten. He deserved to be in the top five. He had fought an amazing fight, and even though he didn't win, he represented, and I was proud of him. Then they gave him the win, and I just had to go, bullshit. It's complete bullshit. He did not win that fight. He was getting handled the entire fight. Yes, he opened up a strong cut on Peter Jan's, uh left eye, right eye. Left right eye. eye. His right eye, on the side of his right eye, opened that cut up, made him bleed. He did not control any part of that fight. He was, if that was a five-rounder, that the next two rounds he would have gotten knocked out or finished. He did not win, and he knows it. And now he's going to go fight Aljermaine Sterling, and Aljermaine is going to backpack him, like, immediately. And that's going to be the fight. Horrible. So are you willing to admit this card is bullshit? No. Why would I admit <laughs> the entire card? That's one fight. That's one fight. Why would I admit the entire the card? is co-main? The co-main event with Aljermaine Sterling and... Um, TJ Dillashaw, obviously TJ came in with a busted shoulder, didn't, didn't make it out of the first minute without that shoulder getting popped out and Aljo backpacked him and fed him his fist and Aljo won the fight. So was Big that deal. fight bullshit? Do I seriously think Aljermaine Sterling, there's a conspiracy to keep Aljermaine Sterling as the champion because he keeps getting, he keeps getting win. How is he still winning? How? He's not that good. How does he keep winning? He's not that good. No, I agree with you. He's good I, enough to be top 10. Yes. How is he still the champion? I think he's top five. I'll give Aljamain Sterling this. But he's got one move. He spams the backpack choke. How do these people not train to defend against the choke with someone try with the body triangle? Well, like, I if think you have his, a fight against him, all you got to do is drill. Don't let him do that, and you're going to win. I think his last fight that we saw against TJ, TJ did train it, but he had one arm. If that, TJ shouldn't have fought. He no, shouldn't have. He no. should not have fought. So, he should have admitted okay. that he was hurt. Realized that. Oh, I'm fighting a ground guy. I really can't fight on the ground. Maybe I can get him to stand up. Not gonna happen. And it's the fact that TJ knew this was an issue back in April. Yeah, and he wanted the fight. That's anyways. what irritates me. Yeah. Is because he didn't want to wait a year for another title shot, and he decided I'd rather go in and lose with one arm. Okay, good. Then I guess that means that he doesn't deserve a title shot again. No, he's done. Because of what he pulled today, Yeah, he's done. Absolutely he's done. He's fired, in my opinion. 
He doesn't deserve another shot. No, because there's no guarantee that he's going to show up. I mean, he's going to show up hurt again and fight and be like, well, I didn't. Yeah. Done. Same bullshit. Okay, so let's backtrack to the Sugar Sean Peter Yon fight. Okay, Peter Yon. So, first round, Sugar Sean has a nice left hook to Peter Yon. Peter Yon responds Uh, back with a gnarly overhand left and tags him, tags him hard, tags the fuck out of him. Yeah. I, and I Sugar was, Sean's sitting there counting the fucking Tweety Birds that are over his head right now. And he doesn't have the option to take down Piotr Jan because he can't. He tried. He does defend Piotr Jan's takedowns. Um, Gets back up to the ground. To get, he was able to get off the fence several times. And that's why I was saying I was giving it to he. He fought a great fight. He did not win, though. He defended well, and he got pieced up the whole time he was doing it. I don't see how he outpointed him. So what I think it was, was first round, he had more significant strikes against Peter Yon. Second round, 100% domination by Peter Yon. Could have arguably been a 10-8, in my opinion, but went 10-9, it is what it is. Third round, Sugar Sean clearly won third round. Okay, I'm willing to give him the third. So he won cl- third, third round. Third round is where he landed that head kick, cuts Peter Yon over his right eye. Um, and Sugar Sean won the third round. You saying that Sugar Sean gets knocked out in five if it goes five rounds? I disagree. I think Sugar Sean had the momentum and could have kept wearing on Peter Yon round four and five. Okay, I think Sugar Sean wins a five-round fight. He could have kept wearing on, wearing on him, but we have seen before that Sugar Sean does not have the ability to knock somebody out if he doesn't get him after the first couple rounds. He gets tired, then he's Against- not throwing... Moutinho, he's not heat. is that what you're saying? Yeah. Against Highlighter Head, he, as we he, dubbed him. He doesn't throw heat, and then so he's just he's just sitting there getting like more points than is imaginable, and then he, but he doesn't knock somebody out. And with Piotr Jan, I think you would have to knock him out because eventually Jan is going to figure you out. Jan came in and was doing some stuff that was very like, he was doing like a double jump kick or some crazy He was being move. really showy. He was being very showboaty because he felt safe against O'Malley until O'Malley landed that knee, but landed felt, the knee and he, landed that left hook. It was a great knee, like it was a great knee. But he just he was showboating when he was. And again, I think it's it goes to Jan, and there is that part of me that says, well, Jan isn't taking these fights seriously. And I don't know why, but it just it seems like he's coming in to compete, but he's not coming in with that championship mentality. And there is a significant difference. I don't know why he wouldn't be, but it, that's the only explanation I can come up with because we've seen Jan. Jan's a freaking killer, but just not recently. I bet you if they ran that fight back, Peter Jan dominates. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not, man. I mean, that's what I thought against Aljo. When he lost against Aljo, I was like, okay, like he's gonna, that's going to wake him up, and he's going to show up for Sean O'Malley, and he didn't show up for Sean O'Malley. No, he didn't, but he probably thought, overlooked Sean O'Malley, thinking it was a cakewalk. And didn't train all that. Just train boxing, saying I can take him down at will. I'll get the takedowns and I'll win from there. When he had when he had that killer instinct against Aljo, when he when he made the mistake and need him in the head, he had Aljo in trouble. Like Aljo was tired. He was landing at will. Like that's why it was so tragic that he need him to the head while he was down. Because it was like, why would you do that? You had him beat. And then, and then, but he has not gotten any, he hadn't gotten either one of his opponents back to that point since he's done that, where he was just clearly dominating the whole fight. So See, 
I see um, that as a testament towards Sugar Sean and Corey Sandhagen more so than as a knock against Peter Yon. No. Because I don't hold Aljamain Sterling in high regard. I still don't after today. I still think he's a... Aljo fight a one-handed dude. Yeah. And How's he, like, he was proud of winning, but it was like... Oh, his post-fight His post-fight interview, interview was get awful. Get the fuck out of here. At least Sugar Sean, like, knew. Yeah, he was he, in shock. He's like... He was in the appropriate amount of shock. He wasn't celebrating because he couldn't believe it had happened. Okay, let's run this interview back with Sugar Sean. Yeah. UBDC. Yeah, what, what did you think when you heard the results? Dead silence. But that, that's exactly what it was. Dead silence. I, he couldn't, I, I don't know. He couldn't that's believe. what Sugar Sean did. It yeah. was like 10 seconds of silence. He didn't know. Before he answered. No Hunter, idea. Run us through the room's like, reaction oh. whenever that was dropped. Because I was in the back of the room, but I wasn't all there. I was losing my mind. There were five people on the couch when the interview started. And the second, or no, when the, when the announcement was being made. Yeah. Well, me and Hunter were standing behind the couch. Me and Clay stood up out of disbelief, and I started pacing immediately. <laughs> Hunter, where did you go? I don't even remember where people were in the room. Where did you go? I was back here with Taylor because I was like, this boy just won, so I want to celebrate. But I, that's total bullshit is what I thought. It, it, what, like, we were pacing around the room going, what just happened? Like, not understanding what just happened. Oh. I knew it all along. <laughs> I can't all believe. along. I knew it all along. It was going to happen. I knew it all along. Trigger Sean was going to beat Peter Yawn. But that's where the chips lay. And you know what? Good on him. I, at, at the end of the day, I'm happy for Sean O'Malley. I'm happy that he won. Um, I, I think that what that puts him top five at least. Oh, easily top five. Um, um, the big thing he'll, coming he'll out face of this off fight. Aljo next. So Aljo, Dillashaw had a shoulder injury back in April. Right. Popped out 20 plus times is what he said during the training. Yep. He should have backed out of the fight. He definitely should have backed out. hundred percent should have backed out. Yeah. Um, he didn't. He fought, if you want to say he fought. He lay there and got his ass beat. Yes. Um, Aljamain didn't take it with, like, yeah, I beat a one-armed guy, and I held a body triangle for 30 minutes without advancing. How TJ Dillashaw survived that first round is beyond me. He's yeah, tough. that shit was wild. Okay, so he's, he had. He's tough. That he was is, wild. He had one arm. And Aljamain Sterling had his back for four minutes and couldn't finish a one-armed oh. guy. Like that's this another is yeah, where yeah. I get against Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another point to you for shit. sure. I have to yell right now because I'm so fucking frustrated with Aljamain Sterling. <laughs> How did he not die? Hey, exactly. <laughs> like holy shit! How can you not be a fucking killer? So Anyways, is he getting I'm your boy Sean or? Okay, so you beat me? going into this fight, Dana White said the winner of Aljamain Dillashaw and the winner of Sugar Sean and Peter Yan were going to face off for the title. With how everything played off tonight, I would rather see a Sugar Sean Cheeto Vera and an Aljamain Sterling against fucking anybody. Just feed him another one. Give him another championship. Fuck no, him. no, I'm, I'm tired Fuck of him. I'm tired of having Aljo as a champion. We need a re- we need a real contender, and it's not Sugar Sean. Well, it's not right now. It's not Aljamain Sterling. Who's, who's a real contender in the in the uh, uh, bantamweight? Okay, bantamweight, so right? you have your choice of Marab, uh, Villa Chivali, who dominated Jose Aldo. 
held him in control, didn't advance anything, very Aljamain Sterling type of fight, or against Cheeto Vera. I want to see Sugar Sean Cheeto Vera or Sugar Sean Corey Sandhagen. But I think the only two guys for Aljamain right now is Cheeto Vera or Marab Vilshevili. How are the fuck you say his last name? Marab. Yeah, Marab. We know who we're talking about. Yeah. So, I think that's the only two you can make for Aljamain at this time. Um, hmm. Okay. I, Peter Yawn has to win a fight. I want to see if Peter Yanni gets a healthy TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, he needs to show us something. He does. He Peter Yan does. He should have finished Sugar Sean, like you were saying. I don't think Dillashaw's going to fight again for another, like, he needs to take, like, six months off and let his shoulder heal. He took a year off. But he didn't. He, it, no, he didn't. When did he take a year off? His last fight was against Sandhagen a year ago. Yeah, but then he knew his shoulder popped out in April, so he didn't take the whole year to let it yeah. heal. He knew he had a fight coming. And, and he, he said it came out like 20 times in camp. So, Okay. So if you we can't know fight, this, you're not a champion. Whenever your shoulder pops out like that, there's nothing surgery can do. No, but you it's can. It's going to do it from now on. But, but you can give it time to not pop out every couple weeks and let it heal. It's not going to heal. Once it pops out like that. It's always going to just pop out. Even if he gets surgery, like there's a, still good chance it's gonna pop out. okay but it's okay and this is just my theory obviously but i'm no doctor if a shoulder is popped out once every two weeks it's probably gonna increase the chances of it being able to pop out more than if you gave it like six months of never like you do strength training all that sort of stuff and you make sure you're not letting it pop out every two weeks it can't hurt Maybe it'll give you more of an opportunity to keep it from popping out. Just a theory. I might be wrong, but no, I think... No, but you're going back to what we were saying before and the fact that TJ should have never been in this fight to begin with. He should have backed out in July if his shoulder's popping out And if like his that. shoulder never stops popping out and he can't ever win a fight again, then guess what? Your career's over. You can't fight anymore. Exactly. But that leaves us with who, the, who does Peter Yon fight? Uh, yeah. Who's there? Marab? Marab. Give him Marab. Cheeto beats the shit out of Peter Yon based upon what I saw today. I mean, wipes the floor with him. Yeah. So let him let him have that fight. Let's see it. I want to see it. So. But anyways, so then that brings us to the main event. And that went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Um, I have been saying it ever since they made the matchup. Um. And it is because Islam Makachev is of a higher pedigree than Charles Oliveira. Islam Makachev was trained with, he trained with Olympic wrestlers who said his caliber of, of fighting was levels above anything that was in his division. And you sat there and said, no, 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 Charles Oliveira has been the champion for however long and he's been fighting and he's world champ this and world champ that. And then Makachev came in and put him in a basic choke and ended that fight. He put him in the most, and it was because fundamentally it wasn't that he had a superior, he didn't have a superior fight plan, he didn't have a strategy, he didn't have a sneaky move, it wasn't a lucky punch. Fundamentally, he is stronger, he is on a different level than that entire division. 
And that's why now they're doing a pound-for-pound championship fight, which I don't know if they've done ever. They, I'm sure they have, but I don't know of it, where they've done a pound-for-pound championship fight, and it's a good fight. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Charles or versus Islam Makachev is what they're talking about, and I'm here for it because that is going to test both of those dudes. But I'm still kind of on my boy Charles. I mean, on my boy Islam Makachev because Charles Oliveira came in, did took Makachev to the places where he should have been strong, and was beaten soundly. He was on the ground with a he. Charles Oliveira wants to take you to the ground because his jiu-jitsu is strong, and he got beat in, with his jiu-jitsu. He didn't even bother trying to stand and bang because he knew that Islam had enough on his feet to hurt him, and then he got knocked down, and he did that thing, and this is why I think it was a weakness, was because when Charles Oliveira, used, he would get hit, and he would go immediately to the ground as a defensive move, but this one, he got hit, went immediately down to the ground where it was like, oh, come into my world and islam was ready for it islam wanted him on the ground and so where every other fight that was a safe place for charles Oliveira to go when he got hit he could go to the ground and he knew that the other guy was going to kind of hesitate and that that was his makachev's world he was ready to go there and that's why he was able to choke him out with an arm triangle like it wasn't even something sexy it wasn't like a kimura or a like a sneaky, he backpacked him and then got the, or jumped guillotine or anything like that. He put him in side control, controlled his arm, jumped over to the other side of his body and made him tap. He hurt Oliveira before that arm triangle. Yeah, he knocked him out. Yeah. Didn't knock him out, knocked him down. He was knocked out. Yeah, he knocked him down. It was the typical Oliveira, it wasn't Oliveira playing where he gets hit and falls. Well, I think he does, I think he would do that. He does that. Like, he did it against Gaethje. Gaethje against, rocked him. I mean, he, Gaethje he did it dropped everybody. He did it against uh, Michael Chandler. Yeah, and I'm not taking anything away from Oliveira here. You were right. I was wrong. 100 percent on this. Um, Hundred bucks. Yeah. Sixty five after this that after and the other. everything. Who are you texting, Hunter? We're texting each other because I can text off the laptop. Who are you? Who are you escape room plans, bro. Escape room plans? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Gotta escape this too, reality in which the fact bad, that Charles Oliver is not too bad the Charles Oliver didn't. Too bad Charles Oliver didn't have some escape yeah, plans. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> too bad. If, uh, That's Charles the Oliver. only response I can have to Oliver's performance today. Yeah. Is yeah. who the who the fuck is that guy? That's Islam Makachev. Uh, yeah, you it know, was great. It was, but it, it was a good fight. I'm glad they did. And hey, Charles Oliveira, you know, dude's been beating guys I like for what, like a year and a half now. So looking at this from Oliveira, yeah, um, a hundred percent Islam dominated. Yeah, I'm not taking Abu Dhabi into effect. I'm not using that. Nothing. Islam yeah. beat his ass. Okay, um, just like you said. And I'm looking at this Volkanovski against. Islam, Islam is going to be a phenomenal fight. I think Islam dominates him at 155. Yeah. Um, I really do because Islam's not 155 at all. He fights in the 155. He walks in at 180, 190. That yeah. dude was yoked. His back. There. Like, he held I him. I mean, bro. that's His what I was saying. Workouts, we were sitting there going. And then I don't. 
he had Oliveira up against the cage before he dumped Oliveira in round one. Yeah. And I was going, holy shit, look at that back. Oh, that trip was so clean. It was. That that little trip was. What you do is coming, though. But yeah. Because he's so and strong. Can, he's so damn strong. You can see it clear as day. He had the underhooks, and all he needed was a slight, just little trip, and go from there. Um, So you saw that coming. Oliveira couldn't do anything against it. Um, I didn't think Islam was going to be He that. stuffed it in the second round. He stuffed that trip in the second he round. He did. I didn't think Oliveira was going to look that small against Islam. Because Oliveira is a massive 155-er. He really is. And that's what kind of benefits him in a lot of these fights, is how big, how tall, lanky, and how big he can remain at 155. And Islam was bigger than Oliveira. And it's right at that first round where he dumped him. I saw him on against the cage, and I saw Islam's back, and I went, oh. That's when the room got quiet. That's when I got <laughs> real quiet. Were you crying in the back? I was sitting here going, oh, shit. No, he wasn't crying. I was watching. No, that's whenever I made a refill. And if you look at that tequila <laughs> bottle back there, I did a number on that motherfucker. I we, put in uh, work on that bottle today. <laughs> and, uh, that, uh, yeah, that, that, def- that, that trip definitely changed the vibe of the room. And that's when people started realizing, oh, well, this, this is a different level. But th- this is a different got- level, dude. And this is why I, I kept saying. Your pedigree in this sport matter. Who you train with, your pedigree in this sport matters. And Olympic level is not the, but it is top tier level. And DC came from the Olympic level. And it was, he looked at these Dagestani fighters and went and trained with them. And he was able to confirm it's like these guys are next level competitors. And see, I have a hard time taking anything DC says serious. But he's an Olympiad. I mean, Olympiad. No. Like, he, he's an Olympic athlete. He is. He knows next-level stuff. But it's the bias that he shows. So, I thought he was having the affinity towards Islam. I get that. This entire time because yeah. he trained with him. Yeah, I And he that. didn't train with Charles. And, you know, despite him saying he's not biased, we can clearly see throughout his fights that he commentates that DC clearly wants one guy to win, one guy to lose, and he commentates that way. I mean, look at the Kamaru Usman against Leon Edwards. That was, a, that was a fluke, though. DC trained with Kamaru. Yeah. A fluke? Dude. Homie got knocked the fuck out. That was... Is he awake? <laughs> he's still... Uh, check on him. He's, he's still looking up into the outer regions. Oh, okay. <laughs> Elon's studying his brain to see what the fuck he saw after he got kicked. That was Trying a, to see where other life is. That was legitimately... A great kick, and it had a setup. I'm not saying it wasn't. Do I think he hits that again? I don't. I don't think he does. That's to be seen. But let's keep with 280, okay? Because we're gonna be able to break that Leon Kamaru down a lot, okay? Because that right. fight's coming up. That rematch is coming up. Yeah. So 280 for Islam. I'm looking over here at the lightweight class, um, and I don't see. Anybody in this division standing a chance against Islam, except the guy we just saw in Oliveira. You know, Benil Darush came out and, oh my gosh, dropped a left bomb on Gamrot. Yeah, the Darush Gamrot fight was a good fight. Phenomenal fight, but I don't see Darush being able to compete with Islam at all. I don't see Michael Chandler, maybe, 
Not really. Justin Gaethje? Hell no. We've seen that with Oliveira. Hell no, Gaethje doesn't stand a chance against Islam. Justin Poirier? No. Oliveira? Maybe. And based off of what I saw today, I don't even think Oliveira could stand a chance. But maybe Oliveira had an off day. And I don't, I don't have anything to back that up. So, so here's the thing. It's because those guys are their next level. They are strong. Like, they hey guys, are, who are they? so strong. Who are they? The Dagestanis. Dagestanis are they next are, level. They're they so are strong. so strong. They get in there and they squeeze you. And you go, oh, this is different than anything I've ever felt before. And that's and what this, Bobby Green said. Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've obviously never wrestled a Dagestani. They have, this is what the people who have fought them say. And, and it's the, when they say the same thing over and over and over again, but it's different people, you have to take that into account and go, when these guys get a hold of you, that squeeze is different. It's not a controlling squeeze where you're feeling pressure. It's, oh, my God, this thing's going to snap my arm off. And see, in the first round with Oliveira, whenever Oliveira was in guard, he had that triangle choke. It wasn't ever going to be set. It wasn't set from the start. But I was like, okay, Oliveira's working. He may be setting something up, toying with him in this way. Here we go. Because we've seen Oliveira do that a lot. He did that against Kevin Lee. Ends up getting the win against Kevin Lee. Chokes him out. We've seen him do that again against Gaethje. Um, Throughout time, we've seen Oliveira, one, take shots. He has a chin that's out of this world. We see him give up guard and just lay on the ground and say, come into my guard, let's go. And Islam didn't back away, like you were saying. And I didn't expect Islam to back away. I just expected Oliveira's stand game, stand up, to be better. That that's what I expected. Based upon what I've seen him do against boxers like Gaethje, boxers like Chandler, I did not I underestimated Islam's stand up game. But okay, so let me, let me put so this. So that's into where just like in football, your run game sets up your pass game. Yeah. Your ground game sets up your stand up, and that's why Oliveira was and able to get is. away with his he had an okay stand up. But the way he was able to make it look better was he threatens the takedown, which they don't want to do, and then that gives him time to work his his uh stand-up game but that's why this didn't work because with islam he couldn't threaten the ground game because that means you have to go to the ground with islam and islam's saying i'm here for it and see that's what i was disappointed with with Oliveira, is he didn't throw hardly any kicks granted it's setting up for a takedown but you're gonna fight that's a risk you have to take is you have to try to chop down the tree Maybe a body shot if he catches your leg. Trust that I can survive the ground with him. Even if it gets pushed to a second round, like it did in round one, where he withstood the first round, you have to be willing to chop down that tree either with leg kicks or hit a body kick and put in work that way. Those Muay Thai knees that he was throwing are going to do damage, but you aren't going to stand in the clinch too long with Islam. Yeah, no, so you're, you're not. that. That's where I'm saying maybe Oliveira had an off day. Maybe. But from what I saw, I can't even justify that. But that's an opportunity to grow. Let's keep this very positive and HR-oriented. 
Oliveira's opportunity to grow is to put in work on the legs and on the body. And maybe. I, I think Oliveira is maybe. The, I think Oliveira is the absolute best he's ever gonna be based on his what coaches he has, the camps that he goes through, the types of training he does, I think he has been at the top of his game for as long as he could possibly be, and I think it's over. I think that Islam Makachev... Just two title defenses? Yeah, I think it's over. Because, I, I, I mean, I not, guess Gaethje wasn't technically a title defense while it was, but two he, title defenses? You think I, that's it? Yeah. I think he'll, he'll stay top 10 for the rest, I mean, for another couple years, but I, he ain't taking that title away from Islam. Ain't no way. Do you think... Obviously, we're on the up and up with this title. And it looks like nobody can beat Islam. But an unbiased, realistic view. Is there anybody that's jumping to mind right now that you can say that would be a good fight besides Oliveira? Um, besides Oliveira? Yeah, I, I think Volkanovski. I think that's a great fight. Really? I think that's a great fight. So you think Volk could do that? I think if anybody can, Volk could. I think if anybody can. Because the other thing is, you have to believe in yourself. And Volkanovski has been, like, him getting out of that Ortega choke makes me believe in him. I don't think pedigree-wise, he has it. I, I don't. I don't. But if anybody could, Volk has that. You have to have that confidence in yourself first. He has that confidence in himself. But does he have the training? Does he have the background? Does he have the pedigree? I don't think so. Right. I'm still, I'm still, dude, I'm still all about I know. Islam Makhachev. And I get that. You've been running his, you know what, for <laughs> I've been a year on and a half. his side. Look, That's what, I'm on, <laughs> on his, his side. side. Calling the truth as I see it. a year and a half, And I've years. been right. Which, I mean, this is the fight we wanted to see. And we've been asking for this fight for over a year, year and a half now. So, I mean, leading into this, like we said, I'm looking forward to this because we adamantly disagreed on it. And Oliver got his ass beat. Yep. But looking at the weight class, I'm sitting here looking at it going, maybe Darush, but Oliver still stands best chance looking at the weight class. Hunter, what's your thoughts? Do you think you see anybody that can take down Islam? I fear I saw it tonight. No. I think. Man, his physique is stupid. It's scary looking. Yeah. And he just squeezes people like, like Paul was talking about, like Paul been about. Dude, he's just dominant. So you don't, don't think, think like a Chandler physique? No. Or a Dodarouche? He's got, I mean, Chandler's got that physique too, and he's got some power, but compared to Islam, dude, his power's different, man. His power is different. Yeah. And it's dangerous. Like, he doesn't back down. He doesn't. He he goes after you. And, and back to Charles' deal, he, he kind of just played into that on his mistake. And I think that was what was disappointing for me. Because I was, I was with you. I was wanting Char Charlie yeah. Olive to win, man. But yeah. he played right into it. And it was a big downfall for him. And, you know, unfortunately, Islam took care of it. And the way he did that and how he did it was... It just wasn't even close. Dominant. Yeah. Combat, that is the word. Combat Sambo, baby. <clears throat> Combat Sambo. Dominant. Look, in, look into it. So, uh, what do we got next? Who's coming up? When's the next good fight? It's Adesanya versus... It is Izzy against Alex Pereira. 
Alex Pereira. And that's the only dude that's ever knocked out uh, Izzy. Uh, but that was in a different fight league, and that was years and years ago. Years and years ago. So they're going to hype that. It was with the kickboxing organization they were both a part of. Yeah. Izzy beat his ass for like five rounds and then got caught. Yeah. So the they're Fighters gonna... get caught. Look at Kamaro Leon. I love Leon, and I but hype caught... him up. But yeah. he, he caught him. He caught him. Hey. And he knocked him smooth out. Kamaru won four and a half rounds of that fight. Yes. And Leon caught him. Leon survived and then caught him in a trap. Exactly. Is, so you know, go for it. Um, but uh but yeah, I I so I'm here for it because it's gonna be a kickboxing style fight, and I'm hoping that Pereira plays into Izzy and Izzy's able to light him up because I love watching Izzy put on a clinic. Um so yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping this gets Izzy interested and dangerous Izzy again. The same Izzy we saw whenever he was climbing the ranks. Same Izzy we saw against Paulo Costa, against Kevin Gaslam. Not the same Izzy we saw against Romero, but that's neither here nor there. Well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we have Izzy there. We have Zhang Weili, who I think is going to take the title back from Carlos Esparza. Whoop-de-doo. Um, and then we have Diamond Dustin Poirier against Michael Chandler on that same card. Yeah, and I and I think it's gonna be a good fight. Uh, I'm kind of I don't know who I take on that actually. Like I know who I take on Izzy Pereira. I'm or, taking Izzy. Yeah, Izzy all day. Um, and then the next fight, we I have mean, a little under a month to ruminate on this. And I think John Wei. Yeah, I think John Wei could. I think John Wei Lee beats the shit him. out of Asparza. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, John Wei Lee's been to war. Asparza won off a of snooze fest. Yeah. So you know. And then, I don't know, what do you think, Gaethje versus Chandler? I think that's going to be the best fight on the card. I think it is, too. I, I think, I don't know, who do I want? I, I can't even think who I want to win more. I think maybe Gaethje. Like, I kind of want. I want Gaethje to win just because I'm not down Dustin, and it's one of these to Hunter. <laughs> that's one of these for the camera only. You can uh, make your conclusions. Hunter, Dustin's your boy. Is, uh. Is he going to show up against Chandler? I, I hope so. Or is he going to be? I wanna, I oh, wait. I said Gate. Wait. Yeah, you said Gate. You I said, said Gate. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Chandler against Chandler Dustin. Poirier. Chandler, Dustin, Poirier. Then on that one, I think I'll take Poirier. Yeah, yeah. I'm still taking Poirier. <laughs> I like Poirier. I'm thinking blessed <laughs> Michael yeah? Chandler. You think Give Michael me Chandler? inspiration for the day. I don't know, man. Last He's kind of on a that. year. He's kind of on that motivation porn train where they're like, they just keep saying more motivational stuff. You kind just got to give 110%. Yeah. You know, you got to show up 15 kind minutes of? early. Like, oh, no, he's big into it. <laughs> like, he's, he, it's like he's one of, he suckles at Tony Robbins' teat. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's a little much. And I, I mean, he's a good guy. I don't right, want to take right. anything away from him. Obviously, he works hard and everything. But it's like, man, it's okay. Like, you don't have to be, you don't have to motivate everybody. Like, you can just be yourself. No, I think Chandler's going to win this one, and I kind of want to see Dustin get knocked down, so that way it makes the Dustin McGregor more of a possibility. That's what I want to see. I want to see a Dustin McGregor four. And uh, get the hype. Let's get it. Or I think McGregor is going to come back for one more UFC fight. Okay, He needs to fight my And whenever I'm looking at it, I'm going Chandler, Gaethje, Poirier, or Diaz three. I thought Diaz was done. You think Diaz is turning down a contract for one fight for all the money he could make? Uh, Especially whenever the UFC has their down times around July or June. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I don't see him putting. I don't see him saying no to money. So, I 
those are the four I want to see. Um, Frankie Edgar's already retiring, so I'll get him out. El Kakui's done. I don't want to see McGregor against El Kakui. I don't either. Um, so I really want to see either a Poirier McGregor four just because of what happened in the third fight and how that ended. Yeah. Or a Diaz McGregor three, and the winner retires, loser retires. I want to see what McGregor. <laughs> I want to see what McGregor. Stop. Lo- <laughs> I want to see what <laughs> McGregor looks done. like. Like I want to see what McGregor looks like after all this time off because. From what I understand, homie put on some weight. I've I've heard he has gotten a lot bigger. Oh, he's thick. Like yeah, he thick boy. That boy, which er, makes me think like one seventy yeah. against Diaz is more of a possibility. But dude, if he gets all that speed and power, like he's gonna be so much more dangerous. One shot, dangerous. Yeah, he was never a five round fighter, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you right. You right. You right. right. You're so, rolling sevens today. Yeah. So on that note. I'm good. Uh, you got anything else? Man, we have Frankie Edgar's retirement fight coming up. Against who? Chris Gutierrez. This is his last fight. He's already said that. Chris, I think, could be Frankie. You think so? I really do. Frankie's one of those legends in the bantam weight class that I really want to see go out with a win, though. And Chris Gutierrez losing isn't going to do anything to hurt him. It's not him winning isn't really going to throw him up there either. So, Chris, take one for the team. Don't throw the fight, but <laughs> lose the damn fight <laughs> is what I'm saying. So. Fuck no, Sean won that fight. <laughs> Look at the record book. Sean won that bitch. The Sugar Show is real. Oh, Sean O'Malley. Hold on. I, I want to see if there's anything... Let's see. Has anybody pure robbery pros react to Sean O'Malley <laughs> split decision? Um, O'Malley controversial scorecard. A picture checked out. Okay. Oh, Peter Yawn. They've though. got a they've got a picture of the scorecard. Peter Yawn had the best response at the press conference regarding Trigger Sean. He's sitting there going, "Afraid? Why would I be afraid of a guy who looks like a street whore?" <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So they've got oh man, they're I don't want to sign up for anything. Go away. So they've got the scorecards. Ben Cartledge has it twenty eight, twenty nine O'Malley. They've got what rounds? Uh round one. And three. Three was definitely win for O'Malley across yeah, the no. board. He's got Okay, yeah, he's uh, got two. He's got two for Peter Yawn, and then one for Yeah, Same for Daffy. Yep. He went one. Yeah, he went one, 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 one and three. O'Malley. Had to be second round. And then one and two were uh, Peter Yawn for Vito Palillo. Yeah. Palillo. Which yeah. is what the entire yeah. So, world ev- so everybody thought. agrees. Everybody agrees that round three went to O'Malley. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but the controversial one was was round one for O'Malley or for Jan. And I'm going to let this ruminate for a little bit, okay. mostly so that way. Ruminate uh, away. Sean O'Malley and Peter Jan can only watch that fight and not the main event because fuck the main event. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch that fight, and I really want to watch round one again because I was extremely biased with how I was watching it. Yeah. Well, right. okay. I'm a I, big Trigger Sean fan. I love that dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to remove the bias from my viewpoint. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we'll, we will. So let's take a we'll take a look at it. We'll we'll let it simmer. We'll put it on. We'll put it in the crock pot. 
All right, last thing for this episode. We're going to go person by person. Okay. Wait, how much do you owe me? 65. 65 bucks. That's right, because, you know, I owe yeah. you for the... Added, I owe you. Added, 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 Olivera made weight, and I and bet then, you $20 that Olivera wouldn't made, make weight. Right? And then we, we split weight. the pay-per-view. And we split like, the pay-per-view Which is fun. Up. Yeah. I'll be looking to get it back. Because right now, my pick percentage versus your pick percentage, non-factor. It's like right, the Yankees playoff win percentage against the Astros in the yeah, past Anybody years. but the Twins. But you don't, anybody <laughs> but the freaking Twins. But you don't have the instinct to bet money on the fights you know you're right at. See, I, We've never actually bet money. Like, we bet beers, but we haven't put like an actual money bet. Well, we also haven't really disagreed. Until now, yes, yeah, that's, that's the big thing. That was the biggest. This was the biggest disagreement yeah. leading into this. I completely did not. I thought I did not see how anybody could pick Charles Oliveira over Islam Makhachev. I I really couldn't. And then, but then when you explained it and you said it's because you think DC overhypes his friends and you thought that was the overhype was DC, that makes a lot more sense to me. And I can see how you would think that. Yeah. But it literally is because I I look at Olympic athletes as the like they they are uh they're elite like that's that's the definition of elite but not just in their like genetics and competitiveness in their the science behind their training like the science behind Which how they fine. train and so it's like when you look at Dobronx and it's like okay like he's got the best fighters in Brazil training him but are they world class olympic level trainers that understand like this is how long you can train without overtraining and if you can't train this hard without overtraining, genetically, you're not supposed to be here. And with Makachev, that's not the case because they've got an entire village of people that all they've done, just like we play Texas football, they play wrestling. Which I get, but where I disagree with that viewpoint is there isn't an Olympics for MMA. Apparently there is. I mean, there's not. You, I know what you're saying. You know but, what I'm saying. So there is like, Olympic-level wrestling. How many times do you see... Olympic level wrestling, that's a single facet of MMA. There's nothing to measure MMA as a whole against anything else other than the UFC or other fight leagues. There's not like a single Olympic level for that. And I don't think, I think Oliver is really good at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I don't think he's the best in the world by any means. But MMA wise, I think he's one of the top at his weight class. If not, the very top leading into this fight. And I'm looking at MMA being a round, a complete, rather than a single facet. And I took into this, you know, the whole saying, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but it's better than a master of one. Mm -hmm. That's what I took into this fight. Okay. And I was wrong. I mean, I'll say it. I was wrong with this. But I still... Them Dagestani boys are next level, man. They are. They just are. They're, so they do are. you think Islam's going to have a Habib type of run? I know we're dragging this out a little bit more. Oh, but yeah. I mean, it's a I don't think there's any doubt. I don't, think, I don't think there's any doubt that Islam is going to be, like, I, he's going to be the champion do you think he pound for pound. usurps Habib? Everybody, yes. You think he's going to go down to the record books? Yes. Better than Habib? Absolutely. How, how old is he? Uh, I don't know. You like late 20s? 23? Give me 24? 15 seconds. Okay. Let's, let's Google it. Give it a Goog as one of my favorite stand-up comedians, Mark Norman, would say. Give it a Goog. This dude's old as fuck. He's 31 years old. First time champion at 31. Of course, he had a lifetime in other fight leagues leading into this. 
Which he will continue Paul to will win. Tell you. He will. He, he will continue And to he will continue to fight. He's going to be a champion that's going to be like a Kamaru in an Izzy that will fight three times a year if given the yeah, opportunity. Dude, when, when did uh, so when did um I will I will give him this like and I definitely think Islam's the number two in that weight class leading into this fight. I thought he was number two. What's his What's his record right now? Because he's got one loss. People are going to study that loss, but what's that one loss? Fifteen seconds buffer time. Fuck. <laughs> What is this, the Stone Ages? Yeah. What are we, you sitting in a carrier it's, pigeon? Uh, it's not cricket the... Cricket s- internet? Send, send in- <laughs> it's not the Stone Ages. It's the are fact Are you sending that- a pigeon to the Citadel? <laughs> <laughs> it's on. not necessarily the internet speed. It's the Taylor processing speed. It takes a little bit of time. You're right. Okay. You're right. You okay. Got 23 and 1. He's 23 and 1. Okay. The yeah. 1 was bullshit, because I watched that trying to get hype for this fight going. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking lost. Here we go. His one loss is Charles Dubronx. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good news is yeah. I figured out how to gate that audio, so every time I've said that, yeah. he won't hear. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us but, up yeah, for today. Biggest takeaway from this fight night, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I was right. Okay. Hunter. Islam's for real. Islam is for real. He's Sugar for real. Sean fucking belongs in the top tier of the Bantam weight class. Amen. That's my big takeaway. I yeah, second that. I think so. And I agree with that. Charles is number two. Yep. Number one contender, though. Hey, Paul, real quick. Your thoughts about Sean before the decision and everything, does that still stand? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. He, 100%. He, top he five? Great. Yeah, top he five, did great. for sure. Okay. Um, Like, I was super impressed with him. I don't think he's going right. to beat, um, what's his name? Aljo. Oh hell no, Aljo! I don't know. Him. I don't know who beats uh, him except for a healthy TJ. What if looking at the top yeah. level? Yeah, I, I and I hate that. Aljo's on the bandwagon. No, he just needs a good of Aljo. No hell no, he needs Sean. Good, oh he needs a good. No. He needs a, you're about to get kicked no. off this podcast and out of my house forever. Sugar Sean trained. We need a solid BJJ <laughs> contender in the bantamweight. We need a solid Brazilian jiu-jitsu contender in the bantam weight level. And they're not there and right not, now. And they're not there. Yeah. Which I hate because, and I've told Clay this talking into this week, Aljamain, whenever he's fighting hungry, is incredibly fun to watch. Whenever he's defending a title, he's a little bitch, and he talks like it afterwards. But here or there, I'm out of tequila and have to go to the bathroom, so that's all I have to say. It's a rap rap as all right well for everybody listening thank you so much check out our instagram panhandle fight talk uh we're gonna start doing twitter at some point and youtube and youtube we we do we did start a youtube page so we're gonna start posting videos so check us out give us a follow um yeah and for everybody else i'm paul torres i'm taylor Robinson, and i'm hunter garden and we are out of here deuces